But yeah, what up, what up? It's your boy DJ Pest, a.k.a. The Bad Guy. This is Grind Culture, and I have somebody I truly admire across from me. Yeah, see, caught off guard with that one. Having a kid, Walker, in the building. How you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. Thanks for asking. You're welcome. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm even better now it. that you're here. I'm glad. Wow. I'm yeah. glad to hear it. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure you heard about the show. We get right into it. I did. Flowers. I'm just here with imagination flowers. I'm wow. just tossing them at you. Wow. And I just want you to tell the people about you. Day one, what got you into doing what you're doing right now. Okay. Uh, first off, let me just start saying, but my allergies are killing me so bad right now. Yeah. I'm swollen, I'm puffy, but I'm here because it's you, DJ Pest. Thank you. I got to show Detroit some love, first Thank of you. all. Thank you. We, we both from the city, yeah, so yeah. it didn't matter what was going on. Mm-hmm. I was showing up. Mm-hmm. So what's going on with me right now in, in this moment? I'm, I'm moving around. I'm moving and shaking. I got a lot of things, great things going on I'm excited about. Um, shout out to X. Rest in peace, Earl Simmons, my brother, my best friend. Um... I'm missing him dearly. This is very hard to um, to take yeah. every day. It's just getting more and more difficult to not be able to call him. So um, one of the things he left me with is, um, as long as you got me, you don't need anybody. And so that plays over and over again in my head, and that didn't mean needing him for something in a physical sense, mm-hmm. but you have me, so go out and be great. Mm-hmm. And so I hear that every day playing in my head, and so that's what I'm doing. I'm going out, and I'm being great based on this voice that I hear in my head. And so um, I just wrapped my first film project. So now I am officially a movie director and executive producer. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited. Yes, I'm really excited about that. Um, We're currently working on the soundtrack, having it uh, mixed and mastered. Uh, managing my artist and my daughter. I'm a momager for Tato Baby. And so the movie is a story, it's a docu-film about her life, which is very, very interesting. Um, she has a, um, a strong, emotional, sensitive, but yet inspiring story. Mm-hmm. Extremely motivating. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we just wrapped on that. In addition to that, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm, I'm opening up a talent development center right here in the city of Phoenix, Arizona, because there's so much talent for, for two purposes. There's a lot of talent in the city, um, and a lot of talent needs to be developed. A lot of talent needs resources. A lot of them need to learn the business. There's a lot of things they need to be connected to to grow and to become stronger. And so I feel obligated as an industry professional, someone who's been in the game for about 25 years, to bring that here and offer that. I get a lot of phone calls every day, emails every day. How do I do this? How do I do that? I need you to manage me. No, you don't need a manager. You need development. In order to have a manager, you need something to manage. So let's get you to the point where you can be managed. You're not there yet but I can still help you. So actually I'm not calling it a talent development center. I'm calling it entertainment center for the arts. Mm-hmm. So that's coming a lot sooner than you think. Okay. I've already um, secured the building for this. So I'm really excited. Um, so I've been just running around town building alliances because I, I'm not going to be able to do this by myself. I'm going to need your help and the help of other DJs, the help of other influencers, vocal trainers, musicians, producers, photographers, videographers, everything, everything that you can think of that's connected to an artist or a record label because we help record labels. Mm-hmm. Record labels call me because they need EPKs or they need um, bios or one sheets. And so I do that too. So just having a place a one-stop shop, a home, someone comes in town and they need rehearsal space. 
we have that space. Yeah. So this is going to be like a one-stop shop, the Entertainment Center of the Arts right here in Phoenix, Arizona. That's right now, 2021. Mm-hmm. 25 years ago, what got you involved? Oh, my gosh. Are we going way We're back? We're going way back, day one. First thing that caught your eye to make you say, this is about to be what I do for the rest of my life. I was an artist. Okay, first. there we go. Yes. Uh-huh. I was an artist first, and I had a record that blew up. Mm-hmm. Well, well, let me let me go back even further. Okay. I was a musician. And I could play the saxophone. I could play the clarinet. I could play woodwind instruments. So I had a, a, a scholarship to college based on being first-year clarinet in the band. And so I love music so much. I, I grew up listening to Anita Baker. That's all I listened to. And then I, when I started playing this instrument, I learned how to write music, and I understood music theory and song theory. And so music, I listen to music differently. When I hear music, like I really hear music, right? Mm-hmm. So that's really how I got started. But then I started singing at church. I got this deep, raspy voice, and they're like, we know you can sing. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right. So that, so I went there. And then, um, great. So I went there, and um, <laughs> I became an artist. And I started noticing things that artists needs. So I'm like, I'm on the phone talking to people, acting like I'm somebody else. I should learn how to be a manager. And that's how I became a manager. And then I started working with... I was in Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. Are you, where are you from? You're from Detroit, I'm from Michigan. Detroit, okay. born and raised. Okay. Just want to make sure. yeah, Lower okay. East Side, the yeah. bottom is what we call it. Okay. So I um, <laughs> I used to live on Seven Mile and Foyer on the West Side, mm-hmm. and that's where I had my studio. And I had a record called Get Out at the time, and it started moving around, going crazy, and it was like I was way ahead of my time because I was talking – Shit, like, can I say shit? Yes, you can okay, say okay. shit. I was talking some of the shit that they talk now, yeah. back then, mm-hmm. as a female. Mm-hmm. And so the record started to go crazy in the South, and I'm like, yeah, I definitely gotta, I gotta be a manager. So I started picking up artists, working with artists, developing artists, and building them on, you know, on my own monetary budget, on my, yeah. with my own money. And next thing you know, I get a call telling me that El DeBarge needs a manager. I'm like, for who? Who? I don't know nothing. Trust me, we're gonna go get him. Drove out to Grand Rapids. I knew his cousin. And I end up doing a song with Chico and James. And the whole crew just came out. We're, they're recording in the bathroom in my house. Mm-hmm. The DeBarges. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounded like birds singing in there. It was. A, <laughs> I was like, is this real? Yeah. Hummers and all this stuff pulling up. And everybody on the block like, what the hell going on over there? Hold on. And then uh, it just got crazy and out yeah. of control. So that's how I got started. Mm-hmm. That was so, the beginning of the beginning. We now fast forward a little bit. Mm-hmm. How did the relationship with X start? The relationship with X started through a friend. She was actually managing him. Yeah. A really good friend of mine. And he found out I was the administration behind her. She called me and said, hey, can we partner up? You're really good with administration. That's really not my strength. But I'm going to break bread with you. So I said, okay. So I kind of stayed quiet. And I'm a contract negotiator. I'm a, I do all of those kind of things, right? Because I'm really an administrator. Um, and it was working, taking meetings with her over the phone, conference calls, listening in, giving her feedback on what I thought. And it was working. And he found out I was that person. And he was like, I want you to take the lead. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I went to her and I said, he wants me to take the lead. And she was like, well, 
I don't really want to do it. He ex and I had got had some words prior to this. And so she said some things to take up for me. Him and her got into it. She's like, well, you shouldn't really want to work with him because he said this. And I'm like, we don't get rid of DMX. Yeah. Let me just take the lead. We keep him as a client. So she opted out and I stayed in. So you did this from home or you had to go to New York? I did it from home. He lived here at the time. See, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. He, yeah, he lived here. He was a resident of Phoenix, Arizona. He lived in Cape Creek, Arizona. When was this? 2009. Okay, that makes sense. 2009, yeah. So. Actually, he had, no, he was moving back. I'm sorry, he was moving back here from, um, he was in Florida at the time. And he was moving back to Arizona because he lived here once and then he moved back. So what got you to Arizona? <sighs> I'm, I mean, we asking questions. Being I'm just a trying gangster. to get being a gangster, just being a Detroit gangster, doing things that I shouldn't have been doing. Yeah, got here and loved it and didn't want to go back. That's everyone's. That's every <laughs> Detroit Midwest story right there. Yeah. I got here, I loved it. I didn't want to go back, and um, that's just what it is. And so, I just stayed at it. I'm, I'm here. I'm like, you know what? Hey, and what, what what year was that when you got here? I originally got here in 19. 90 my first visit I started visiting in 1998 okay but I planted myself here in 2000 and I asked everybody this question I'm talking to a lot of people that's been here for a long time I got yeah. here in 2013 okay tell me what's the biggest thing you've seen grow since you've been here you know I mean in the music industry or is it the sports like what has grown since you've been here where you can say I, I saw this when it wasn't here I'm, I have to say the landscape. Yeah, it's it's so different. Like there was nothing. Like the, the, the empty lots, fields, free, like all the new freeways. It's grown so much. The people. Mm. There's more people here. And when I came, I really liked the fact that there wasn't a lot of people here. I mean, it was the fifth largest city. However, I just really liked the fact that it just wasn't crowded, overcrowded, because it's so big. But I mean, I've seen everything grow here. The culture. I've seen the culture expand. I've seen. Everything. I mean, I, I haven't missed any. I've been here 21 years. Yeah, and yeah. you love hip-hop, so how was I that love, like? I love hip-hop. How I, was that? You know, 2000, how was the hip-hop scene in Arizona? The hip-hop scene was it was good. It was good. I've, the only thing that I've seen change is the talent, the artists. The, I mean, you know, I think I think everything evolves. I, I don't think anything ever really changes. I think things evolve. What goes around comes around. Things we were doing 20 years ago, they come back and they do it again. You know, you know how you have the songs like... um. Soldier Boy, uh, what's that? You yes. remember that? Crank okay, Superman. well, back in the day we had Let's Do the Dance called the Pee Wee Herman. Do mm. so. I just think it just go. You just see the same thing. It just goes into a circle. Old school, new school. Old school, new school. It just keeps coming back around. So I've seen it all once mm -hmm. or twice in my lifetime already. So I um I just I love what everybody's doing. I, I love everything. I love all genres. I love all music. I lo I'm in love with hip hop. Yeah, because hip hop has done me well. And has paid my bills for years. Mm -hmm. um, and I love hip-hop, too, because that's how we tell our story. That's how, that's like, you know, hip-hop is our, it's our Bible to our story, to the streets, how we grow up, how we express ourselves, you know, um, how we dress, how we move, how yeah. we talk, you know. I love hip-hop. Who's the goats of AZ hip-hop for you? Judge the Boss. Tim? That was quick. I, listen, listen. Mm -hmm. That brother... Yeah. I don't care what he touched. He's like Chris Brown. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean like his music is like Chris Brown's, but I mean he could do anything. He can rap, he can sing, he can produce, he can perform. He's talented. I have not 
I have not seen anybody like Judge the Boss. I gotta do. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta. I gotta start listening. Judge the Boss is the truth. Yeah, that brother is talented. Yeah, I have to commend him. He's talented. Okay, is 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 the city lacking anything that you wish it would have had more of, or is it really excelling in the department that you just enjoy? There's a little bit of both. I, I want to know both the, sides. The department that is lacking, I'm getting ready to introduce. Yeah. Her name is Tato Baby. Mm-hmm. She used to be called Baby T back in the day because she was a child celebrity. My my daughter, my momager project, she used to be called Baby T. She went on a long hiatus after she was 14. When she was 14, we got a call from Hollywood Records mm-hmm. because she's just so very talented. She's an actress. She's a dancer. We pushed the envelope with her. I've been working with her since she was two years old. By the age of five, I had her rapping and running on a treadmill to build her stamina. And that was her daily routine for like six or seven years. Yeah. Real talk. Yeah. They call me Joanna Jackson. <laughs> they say I emulate Michael Jackson's dad, Joe Jackson, because I make my artists. This is what you say you want to do? Mm-hmm. Let me see. Mm-hmm. We getting ready to find out. Mm-hmm. Because if we're going to do it, let's do it. Yeah. We're not playing with this thing because we want to be great. Mm-hmm. We're not one-hit wonders. We're not out to play games. We want to take this thing over. Mm-hmm. So I got that coming because she has worked hard. She went on a huge hiatus. Now she's back. Um, X raised her. So her her content is different. Her style is different. Her her energy is different. She she was raised in the industry, so she carries herself a little different. Um, so I, I'm bringing that that missing element, and I'm saying that because I've heard other DJs listen to her music and say we don't have anything like this here. Yeah, don't. That's okay. It's coming. It's coming soon yeah. enough. Um, the things that I love. Um, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of artists right now that I'm really checking for. There's a lot of great things happening in the city of Phoenix. This is why I'm bringing this entertainment center for the arts because I wanna I wanna polish some people up though. You know, I, I I'm tired of listening to people do their performances. And I know I know this is gonna sound so cliche, but I need you to do a real show mix. I need you. I need people. People. I need you to do it. Beyonce, Jay Z, Joe Button. They're not rapping over their. I could just buy the CD. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I could just buy the CD. Yeah. I want to hear you on the stage performing this thing. This is what I paid for. This is what I want to see. Yeah. Cut the lead vocals out. Pull up your ad, ad whatever you got to do with your ads, whatever. Turn those up. Rehearse. You, you, you're wondering why he's laughing? I want to know why he's laughing. Yeah, he's laughing because, because I'm on, every, no, on every episode. Uh-huh. Someone said that? No, on every episode we brought up a particular person that's probably getting a lot of... Uh-huh. Yeah. Getting a lot of flack. Is flack the word? Flack. For doing that or saying what I just said? For being the person that's saying he's the pioneer of... Emerge McVeigh. Yeah. I know I, what it is. Yeah. I agree with him. I just think his approach is a little harsh. So I'm going to come in with a softer approach because I'm going to educate people. I'm not going to go like, you need to do this. You need. I'm saying it well, now. How do, you, how do you educate somebody different because because sometimes you got to meet people where they are for them to understand what you're saying Mm -hmm. if you don't speak my language you're not going to hear me you're going to look at me like i got four heads you're going to think i'm trying to tell you what to do or control you but if i come to you with my experience and i educate you and say hey let me show you what this sounds like let's let's go just let's go do a take and listen to it listen to the clarity of how you sound now the reason also why this is important and why you have to work hard at this the audience can hear you clearer they can hear you a lot better, but you gotta work. You can't smoke a blunt before you get on the stage. You're gonna be out of breath. Yeah. You can't smoke a blunt before <laughs> you get on the stage. You're gonna be out of breath. Yeah. You're a professional. Your voice is your instrument. You need to be prepared. Don't get drunk. 
before you get on the stage. So those are the things they need to be educated on. And, and don't hold the mic like this. Yeah. I can't hear you. Yeah. You're muffling. There's a proper way. So when I say I'm opening up an entertainment center for the arts, mm. I want to teach people all of these things. This is These are vitally important things to putting on a great performance. And if you work with me, these are the things that are mandatory. Yeah. So how does... How does one get involved with what you have going on as an artist? Contact me. But what? Contact me, and, and, and then I'm going to look into you. I'm going to do my due diligence to see yeah. if this is something that you really want to do. If so you really will serious. be turning people away? No. No. Every So anybody can come? Anybody can come. But so, do you want to do the work? Yeah. Do, and there, there's a budget attached to this, of course. That, that's it's what I'm free. asking. Yeah, this is no, 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 no passion. No. This is not free. This is yeah. your career. Nobody's giving you anything. You got to come and take this thing. Mm. You got to be ready. So I'm, I'm, I'm putting things together that are very affordable because I know people are working hard at their craft. Yeah. I know people that I know some people that really want to make it and they don't get opportunities. They don't have anyone helping them. They don't have anyone structuring things for them. They're just out doing things. I want to give them some direction. But I had to pay for an education. Say that. I had to pay to be in the game. Yeah. Blood, sweat, tears, books, whatever it was. It costs money. Yeah. So, but we we're gonna make it very affordable. I'm not trying to rob nobody. I want I want to see people win. What catches your attention, just from an artist? What catches your attention? Stage presence, stage presence, control. Of course, the music. Yeah. Of course, the music. But I mean, a fool can make a good song. That's true. He needs to be educated, though. You know about the business. So, of course, I love the music. You know, the production is important. You know, listening to the production. But I could just see potential in somebody if they get on the stage and they're they they know how to move, they know how to hold the mic, and they're giving they all. They just need that extra push or they need the extra help, the extra help, or they just need somebody to write them the right song. Mm-hmm. You know, so it just depends. There's variables. Yeah, there's variables. I can't really signal one thing out because different people need it's different strokes for different folks. So when somebody's performing at um, your Sunday event mm-hmm. and they and they do everything that you don't like, what is your how do I approach them? Yeah, how do you approach it? I talk to them when they come off the stage. And I say, you know what? I really appreciate you for coming out. You did an amazing job. Because, and I'm not blowing smoke up their ass, but it takes a lot to get up there and stand up in front of people and perform. So yeah. I commend them. So I don't, I don't ever discredit people because I don't even know what you did to get here. I mean, down to this building. You probably caught, you probably caught two buses, walk. I don't know. So I'm not here to demean anybody. I like mm. to see people win and I like to clap for people. But I want to be a part of that. I want to show you how to do it the right way. You know what? I'm so glad you made it out. Thank you so much for being here. You did an amazing job. Thanks for, thanks for hitting the stage. I've seen some things that I can help you with. You should call me so we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. Make you a superstar. There's questions I want to ask you because you've been involved with music, hip-hop, underground uh-huh. for so long. There's questions I want to ask you about how do you feel about the showcase as a as a whole, who's supposed to bring the person, the, well, the audience, the promoter or the performer? Who showcase? Any, well, Any showcase? Okay, so that that change that change too. Does different showcases change yeah. that situation? Well, because it just depends on. I mean, you heard me say I want people to come out and bring people who's supporting you. Yeah, bring people to support you, yeah. right? But sometimes people don't have support. This is just what they want to do, and they just want a shot. Mm-hmm. They want an opportunity. What if What if I just moved here and I don't know anybody, but I'm talented? Like mm-hmm. I shouldn't let you perform. You might come and that's, see me. That, that's the question. Yeah, yeah so. you might come and see me, and I'd be like, damn, where you been? Oh, I just moved here. Wow, nobody's here supporting them, so I'm clapping for them. Mm-hmm. But if you're here and you got, you should you should be really fucking with people that support you. Yeah. Period. So having said that, I mean, again, there's variables. 
But if I'm if I'm doing a showcase, I, I don't really want to call what I'm doing a showcase. No, no, say. I'm not. I'm, but that's my it, question. But if there's yeah. a showcase going on and you know you're going to be, be performing, you should definitely put out an all points bulletin. Hey, I'm over here and get as many people as possible to root for you and to clap for you or that, you know what I mean? Like show you some love because these people don't know who you are and what you're talking about. That might gain you more recognition. Now people want to know who you are because who are these people singing their song? Yeah. How do they know? How come I don't know about this? Hold on. Let me let me look them up. You yeah. know what I mean? So it behooves the client to bring the audience. Yeah. Is it too many showcases? There's not enough. There's not enough showcases. People need people need as many opportunities as they can get. Why not? Why not? So so people we can do different things and offer different types of opportunities. Mm-hmm. A showcase don't have to just mean that you do open mic nights, okay? On a Wednesday night. Maybe somebody else doing it somewhere else on a Thursday night. There should be somewhere to go every night for people to, I want people to see me and I want to be out here every fucking day till they find out who I am. Mm. There needs to be a lot of opportunities, of course. So you're agreeing that there's not a, not a lot out here? Not, not if somebody calling me, asking me what's going on tonight. What is your expectations for an artist when it's so many show? Is an artist supposed to go to all the showcases? No, no, no. Just make, because sometimes, like with my showcase, we only do so many acts. So you might not get on. You might get booked out. Yeah. So just because I'm not available don't mean someone else isn't available. Okay? So you're an artist. Let's just say you're an artist because you, you had that mind frame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What makes a showcase great? What makes a showcase terrible? The quality of the sound. The quality of sound for you. you the, so- the audio. The audio that whatever the speakers, the bass, the DJ, whoever's whoever's giving me the the mic, I want to be clear. I want my sound to be heard clear in the building. That that's what makes. So you so you're you're a person that believes as it can be one or a thousand people in the room. I'm still gonna put on the best. I don't give a shit. It could be yeah. one person. I'm performing like it's five hundred. You hmm. seen me at work when Tato Baby didn't have a lot of people. I don't give a damn. Yeah. She performed like it was a packed house. Yeah. Because that's how she's been developed. I'm about to say that was taught. That's yeah. That's yeah. how she's been developed because you take the emotion out of it. You, you, we don't deal in emotions in this business. Our showcase is supposed to have the right. Like, I, do we need showcases with A and R's in them? Do we need? That's exactly why we're doing Industry Sunday Nights. I know what you, I know what you're doing. I'm, <laughs> I'm just trying to. I'm trying to not get all people. Of them. Not all, every showcase is not going to have all of that. Some of them is just for you to go punch the bag. You need to get on this stage. You need to get this experience. You need feedback. You need to see how people are going to react to your music. Mm-hmm. You need that experience. So, I've had artists come to me that's never performed before. You need yeah. to go do some showcases. Yeah. You need to get on that stage. You got to make some mistakes. Yeah. You have to. So let me tell you something about working in this business, especially when you're working with artists, right? Especially being a manager and a DJ. Yeah. You're dealing with personalities. Yeah. That's what you're doing. You're dealing you're dealing with characteristics. Yeah. These motherfuckers be bipolar. Yeah. Straight up like because people are sensitive about their shit. Yeah. Right? First first of all, they're sensitive, right? And again, because they haven't been taught to not deal in emotion. And I think what you're doing is amazing. I see you giving away money. You giving them opportunity. First of all, you get an opportunity to come in here and get on the mic. And I'm DJing for you. You've built a name for yourself already. That's a plus. I'm in here with DJ Pass. This is a big fucking deal. That that's the plus right there. Why are we tripping? Mm. And you giving away money? What do? Who doing that? Yeah. So you're already doing something different. Yours is like none other, right? But when you're dealing with all these personalities, then you start to be, then now you're managing a situation. 
So I'm a firm believer that everything can be managed through understanding. All right, so we got these showcase. The first thing we're going to do is you need to, everything is about policy and procedure. I'm a big policy and procedure and setting ground rules and sticking to it. Because when you're consistent and you stick to shit, they realize they can't, you, you're not going to divert from it. This is what it is. This is not favors. This is business. So you come in here, you're going to give me your music. However, I told you I need it. Mm-hmm. Email, drive, however I said it. Make sure that's it or you don't go on. Mm-hmm. If there's a fee, pay it or you don't go on. If there's a, a time constraint, get here or you don't go on. Period. Yeah. Period. This is, this is, it's not rocket science because as an artist, you have to have discipline. You need to learn discipline. You're not going to make it to the Ivy League just doing whatever the fuck you want to do. I don't care. I don't care who. The baby, little baby, Lil Wayne, they all had to have discipline. They might be to a point now where they just saying, I'm going to do this. Even X. Mm-hmm. X, all right, you got to be here at this time, whatever. He going to be late. We know they know it, but they account for that. They know he's going to be okay, he gonna be 30 minutes late. So we really want him to go on at 1030 instead of 10 because we know he's going to be late anyway. Mm-hmm. He make it on time because he had great management. So the manager say, okay, what time you need him there? He goes on at 10.30. All right, cool. I'm going to tell him he's going to 9.30. You understand? Mm-hmm. But he's disciplined enough to know that he can't bullshit past that hour because all right, he he knew me. Right. I know Nikki ass set it up, got me going there early. Yeah. Well, he knew. But discipline. Yeah. You got to have discipline. Policy, procedures, discipline, be steadfast, be stern. That's it. You're creating opportunities for people. And I'm going to replay. I'm a, I'm a, every time I hear you say that in what? this interview, I'm going to skim back 10 Discipline? seconds so I can keep hearing it yeah, what? over into what? his program to my head. Discipline? The whole thing. Just yeah. the whole the yeah. whole thing. I, yeah. I, I said I admired you off camera. It's just because I um, I actually do. You know, like I also oh, yeah, told wow. you that. That's a big, wow, okay. Yeah, because you can, you can read that energy. You know, a person that yeah. deals with a lot of people, you know when it's good energy and you know when it's bad energy. Yeah. And it's just like ever since I met you, it's just always been good. It's always been professional. It's always been yeah. right to it. And and you're forgiving. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, for sure. I can even see that. For sure. So I remember how I felt when I just saw the industry night flyer. Uh-huh. I saw the industry night flyer the first week you did it. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, it's good. It's finally, oh, she about to kill it because I know – what she's doing is going to be always bulletproof because she does good shit, period. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just me sitting back and just watching you grow. I wanted to wow. come to the, uh, how many how many weeks you been doing it? We're getting ready to be in our seventh week on Sunday. Yeah, seven. I know yeah. I wanted to come for the past three weeks, but it's just always been, I was out of town three weeks ago. That's okay, because I'm going to be contacting you to book you to come. Oh, I'm so gonna book different. you. I'm gonna book you to DJ and to let people know who you are, oh, yeah. who don't know, and it's gonna be yeah. Don't worry. Okay. I'm for well, you. yeah, because I, I want I want to <laughs> make worry. my way. Yeah, I want to make my way in there real soon because I just want to. Even if I just come in there and celebrate with you, yeah. Because I know this is something that you've been wanting to do. You know. Oh my goodness, this I mean this um, coupled with that development center. Yeah. Um, this is just a jump start to that. To say, you know, I'm just watching and seeing. I'm, I'm building my alliances, you know, mm-hmm. building relationships with the artists and building relationships with the DJs. I went and sat with John Blaze a few weeks back. I've talked to Justice, talk, you know, talk, going to talk to Poker Face, and I'm just, I'm just meeting with everyone to say, hey, let's team up, let's That's get together. Take. That's what's really because take. Yeah. everywhere they turn, they need to see us, mm-hmm. and we all need to be aligned. Mm-hmm. 
This is what we're doing. This is how it goes. And we're supporting each other. And we're making this thing bigger and bigger and bigger because we're doing it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you say? Because I know the management question comes at you probably about twice a week. Okay. So how do you are you are you looking to manage anybody else? Okay. So I'm not going to say no. My hands are full right mm-hmm. now, but I'm not going to say no that I'm I'm not I'm not looking per se. Yeah. But if I come across someone that needs management and they desire to have me as their manager, for sure I'll take them as a client. What, for what sure. What needs management? When does the artist need your manager? When your phone is ringing off the hook. When your email is jumping, when you're faced with different opportunities and you don't know how to handle it, when you have meetings with individuals, someone's sending you contracts you don't understand, when you need someone to be your liaison to speak up for you, to represent you, you need management. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, you're just still in the, de- in the development stage. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That's mm-hmm. good. That means you're getting better at your craft. You're creating you're creating the things around you in order to need management. Yeah. Needing management is a good thing. Being developed is even better. Do you, do you think people jump the gun on needing a manager? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. Go dive into that. Oh, Why my God. Me? I get so tired. Of, so my inbox. Yo, check this out. You need a manager. I want you to manage me. I want you to manage me. And I go to their page, and I'm like, who is this, right? And sometimes I'll reach out. Hi, this is Nakia Walker with Nakia Walker Management. I got a message saying that so-and-so needs management. Yeah, you know, um, so tell me why you need a manager. What's going on? I'm in the studio. I'm making my album, and I know I'm good. And everybody telling me I'm going to be the next best thing, and I just need some help. No, you need what development. What is that part? The, okay. You need development. You're still mm. in the studio. You're still making records. You're not ready to have a manager. No one's looking for you. Yeah. You don't have any contracts on the table. Yeah. You don't. Um, your phone's not ringing. Your email's not going off. Mm. You're not getting pulled in many directions. You're not at a place of confusion like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. Help. Yeah. You call a manager when you feel like you're drowning. Yeah. You need someone know. to manage. You need some. Come on. Does a store hire you to manage a store if they don't got no damn store? Yeah. That's and not no products in the store? Yeah. No. Yeah. That's not happening at all. A store manager is there because they got shit to manage. So does that go for all fields of entertainers? The comedians, poets? Everybody. You need everybody. something to manage. No matter what you do. You got to give me something. You got to give me something to manage. Otherwise, okay, how are you going to pay me? What are we going to do? Yeah. Because I asked for 20 to 30%. And is that, what is the what is the uh, the average? The standard is 20. The standard is 20? Mm-hmm. I asked for 20 to 30 depending on how much of a headache I think you're about to be. <laughs> Okay, so when for an artist, how, what kind of bag can a manager bring an artist? Like more sh- like shows, yeah, mar- like, like, opportunities. Yeah. There's a lot of opportunities. So I work with agents mm-hmm. that cast for major shows, um, Empire, Fifty Cent, show, whatever, whatever t- television shows, right? Um, I, we talked earlier about having to distribute. I can get you on TV. I have my own film crew. Um, I'm not an agent, so I don't necessarily book shows. But when I'm managing somebody, I believe in creating opportunities because I'm the type of person, I don't like to wait on people. So I like to create opportunities. If I've decided that this is what you need, we're going to work together, so we ain't going to wait for them. Let's go ahead and put our own thing together, right? So there's that. And then, I mean, the, 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 the possibilities are endless when you have mm-hmm. a manager because your manager is supposed to have connections, mm-hmm. real connections. I have real industry connections. Mm-hmm. I never made an appointment in Universal Music Group. I just walked in the building whenever I wanted to. Yeah. But 
your manager has to have real industry connections, real connections to get you, to help you maintain the level that you, to keep keep you where you are because you need them, but also to help you elevate, mm-hmm. right? To help you sustain, but also to help you elevate because if you don't eat, I don't eat. Yeah. So we don't want to stay in the same place, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm your mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. I'm your liaison. Everybody's talking to me. I'm talking to everybody. That's another thing. Let me say this for the record. Say it. When you have a manager, when you, when you feel like you're, you're at that point you need a manager, you let your manager handle your affairs. You're not answering calls. You're not answering emails. You're not saying one thing and the manager's saying another. We don't like to clean up. I can because I used to be, um, sometimes for X I had to be um, Olivia Pope. Mm-hmm. Ever see Scandal? Yeah, I see Scandal. Yeah, I've, I've had to scandal. play the Olivia Pope role a lot of times, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't like being the cleanup girl. I like for things to run how they need to run. And granted, we know life is going to happen. We know that, right? So I know how to go in and get you out of some shit and do what we got to do, right? But let's try to avoid that at all costs. Follow protocol and procedure. Mm-hmm. Tato Baby's really good. She used to have this problem. Yeah, my talk to so-and-so, I'm doing a show. I'm like, girl, stop doing that. And the only reason she has a manager is because I'm her mother. Yeah. Because she's in development too. Yeah. So, so is it real disrespectful? And I, and this is me asking my personal how to deal with it. You managing somebody, mm-hmm. and you look up, and they're doing a feature with somebody without you, without talking to you. Yeah, without. That's talking. very disrespectful. Also, when is an artist supposed to charge for a feature or not charge for a feature? Let's 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 get to the the real meat and potatoes. So I have asked Tato Baby to not ever do another feature without talking to me first, mm-hmm. and to always charge. Let me tell you why. Okay. Number one, this happened. This is a true story. She was in the studio. Young lady out here walked in the studio, heard the record, was like, oh, my God, I want to get on that. If you let me get on that, I have a nice platform on platform on Instagram. I'll promote it for you. Tato Baby, you know, all right, cool, cool, cool. They did the deal. A few weeks later, we're shooting a movie. The girl shows up on my movie set three hours late. The cameras didn't die. We didn't finish the clip. The, the scene, we, move, we walking out. She's just pulling up. She gets upset. Well, I did this for her. I want $500. I want this. I want... You haven't did a motherfucking thing. You ain't did nobody no favors. And it didn't go through me. So that shit is null and void. And you were just work for hire and you got paid just to be on the screen. That's mm-hmm. your pay. You in the mm-hmm. video. Mm-hmm. So rap. Mm-hmm. You should have dealt with me. She's an artist with a manager. So we got chalked that up to the game. You on a song now, sweetheart. You shook on it. There was witnesses there. And you didn't even keep up your end of the deal. Yeah. So... Too much cleanup. That's why it's disrespectful. Yeah. Too much cleanup. Let me know what you're going to do. Let me know what you're interested in. Let me handle that for you. Hi, I heard you were interested in doing a um, feature with so-and-so or that you want them to come on your song. All right, great. Let me hear the song that you want them to do. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Listen to it with the artist. Have a conversation. X and I talked about everything. Yeah, that's why I'm... I, we talk, I went to him. We, we had a way of doing things. His thing, Karnakia, 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 Karnakia. That was his favorite thing, right? And, and actually being his manager, I didn't want to be his manager. Going back to that, I didn't want to be his manager. He was like, too late. I already gave out your number. I'm like, oh, God. So that's how that really happened. Mm-hmm. People just start calling me. I got through with it. But let them talk to your manager. Let the manager deal with it. Charge a fee because guess what? Let me pay. Let Pay me. Or if they're getting on your stuff, pay them. This way, my time is valuable. My craft is of value. But I still, this is not... This is not an exclusive payment, though. I still need rights and royalties to this record if it blows. So this is why we do split sheets. Yep. 
This is why there's paperwork for these type of things. And I'm willing to bet these people are running around doing features are not doing the proper paperwork. Yeah, they're not. And that's and that's it's so oversaturated right now. That's why I need you to say it because sometimes when I say it, yeah. I, I have the effect of sounding too harsh or I'm being funny or it's see, comedy. See, I don't give a fuck about none of that. That's why I You're need you to... Not, see, an artist, if they, uh, artists cannot work with me with all that shit. Like, yeah. all that emotional... I, they call me... They say I'm so rough. But I'm like... That's a necessary The industry though. is rough. When you're done working with me, you're going to be ready for whatever. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to be no crybaby. You ain't going to be running out the room mad. We're not doing none of that. We're handling... This is business. Mm-hmm. This is business. Earl looked at me one day. He said, you know what? I'm the dog, and you're going to be the bitch. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to like you. I said, why don't you want anybody to like me? That sounds cruel, Earl. Trust me. You're going to appreciate me for this one day. Mm-hmm. Handle your business. Don't wear your emotions on your sleeve, Nakia. Because I used to be like that. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I can't. But then you don't got time, man, imagine his ass. You got to always be, because he moves so fast. Mm-hmm. Pull up to a venue, he jumping out first. Security, oh, God, God, God. And, and I wasn't his road manager. I would only travel, like, places I wanted to shop at. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I believe that. Yeah. You going to Chicago, <laughs> I want to go on Michigan Avenue. Yeah. You going to Miami? I want to do this. I want to go to college, you know. So I didn't go everywhere with him, but sometimes yeah. he'd be like, You got to go. You got to go. We're going to stay for a week. We're going to have a good time. But you got to be on your P's and Q's too, you know, when you're a manager. And the artists, you know, a lot of we do work. I don't, so I heard someone else say that you work for them. No, I work with you because mm-hmm. I got a business too. Mm-hmm. I might not want your ass on my management company. Yeah. So I don't work for you. I work with you. Yeah. We work together. Facts. We're partners now. Facts. Because we have to have an understanding of what we're doing. I want to ensure that I'm helping you with all the things that you love and who you want to become, what what the things that you want to do. That's my job, right? But we have to have an understanding. We got to work together. So we're partners. Okay. You just get a higher percentage than I do. Yeah. That's all. So great career as of right now, you know. But when it's all said and done, What's what 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 will make you hang up your coat? You know, like I've done my job. <laughs> like when when are you able to walk away from this? When I feel like I have helped enough people become successful. I don't know when that is. I like I say, I, I just wanna see a few people win. You know what I mean? I wanna see a few people make it over. Yeah. Um, especially my daughter. I have a job to do, I have an obligation, you know, I got I gotta see I gotta see her. Make it over. I may not even manage her all the time. I'm getting older. I'm tired. That's yeah, that's what I'm asking. I'm fucking yeah. tired. I'm ready to go on a yacht and point and click. Are you take, are you are you having vacation time now? Are you taking vacations? No, not now. When's the last time you went on vacation? Uh, right before X died. Okay. Right before X died. So probably, I got COVID the end of February. I just came back from New York, so probably January. So where's the next vacation? When are you taking it? I don't know. I'm not going to tell you a lie because I'm grinding right now. I don't know when I'm taking another yeah. vacation right now. I don't, I'm not sitting down. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bed earlier because I know I need my rest, right? But I'm not sitting down right now. I'm not sitting on my hands because I have shit to do. Yeah. So, I learned that. That's why I'm asking because I used to be a person that didn't believe in taking vacations at all. Please. Like, no vacations, no, no vacations. But I got mm-hmm. the kids and then like, we want to go here. So mm-hmm. I've been taking a lot of vacations. But I'm also understanding it's so hard to just put your phone on do not disturb when you're on vacation because his money never sleeps. Well, that's why you have to get yourself set up just to make passive income. 
so you can make money in your sleep. Yes. I'm going to talk to you so much when this camera yeah. stops recording. Yeah. Because you need to make money when you sleep because yeah. you need to wake up and be like, oh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's where it's at. But this thing for me is personal mm. because X left me with a gift. He left me with something. It's personal because I have my daughter. It's personal because I see so many artists out there that truly do need the help. They truly do need the direction. Even if they think they don't, they do. Mm-hmm. And my approach is just different. I'm very loving when I embrace you and bring you in. Yeah. But I'm very tough once we start the work because this is what you said you wanted to do. Oh, This is what you said you want to do? Yes. So everybody think being an artist is like get on stage, do a record, shoot a video. Oh, I'm, a, I'm an artist. now. no, you're not. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. Yeah, I say all the time um, when when rappers say I I'm, I'm I'm a rapper and I'm like you're not a rapper because you don't get paid you just like to rap it's a <laughs> hobby for you like this is you can't take this serious because when January come around and we just, rapping right now yeah you know what I'm saying we rapping right now yeah you know January come around you have nothing to show for you have right. nothing no forms no nothing it's just you know you got to yeah. do that so I do try to tell a lot of people but it's just so hard you know you you deal with so many artists on a day to day basis I'm dealing with twenty every Wednesday and only two of them are serious wow you know because um, I even I even I think I'm done with giving away the money really yeah I had I had I gave away a thousand dollars. The past no, they don't have to pay to be on this showcase. They just show up, sign and up. They just pay to get in. Ain't that crazy? You know what I'm saying? And I, I get, I get, I get attacked every. Look at my face. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So for for the regular night, it was ten dollars. When I first started, it was ten dollars. Mm-hmm. But the venue people were sneaking over candy and because it's a gas station right next door to the, the venue, so people were coming over there with like Dorito bags and stuff like that. So I had to get security. Security is not being like, hey, when we search you and take off your hat, they're like, yo, you got a burrito in your pocket. Like, what are you doing? You feel me? So I had to get security, so I went up to $12 so that $2 would help pay my security. That's crazy. So we're essentially dealing with children. Yes. So I'm still giving away the hunting. So I'm paying the venue, paying the door person, giving away money. Still giving away the money. So I did $1,000. I did $1,000. And everybody that's on my team was like, no, you need to charge like 40 something to get on, you know, to get on it. I'm like, no, just keep it. You know, keep it because what I do have a problem with, this is my personal problem. This is me mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. My personal problem is when somebody's giving away money, but he's giving away the money that he was receiving from the people that were participating. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that might not be a problem for everybody, but it is for me. I don't think you can I understand flex. what you're saying. I understand yeah, what you're I, saying. I don't think you can say you're giving away $500, yeah. but it costs $100 of being a, a part yeah, of it. Yeah, I understand. So that's why I never really did that's that. That's fair. So what I did do for the 500 was just up it to 20 Mm-hmm. So I upped it to twenty. Cool. The thousand dollar came around. I upped it to twenty five. Mm-hmm. But my problem that I haven't been able to just solve or defeat since that was, mm-hmm. I saw a lot. Of, excuse me. I saw a lot of people that just started making music that night. See, it was weird. Like See? with me not with me not <laughs> being able to say you can come in, you can come in, everybody can come in. See, I had somebody belly dancing. I had somebody. I, I was like, yo, somebody's gonna come in and start juggling bowling pins in a minute like this is how bad it got so the on list got open mic on my rock open, the mic on, on rock the mic wins belly dancing on rock the dances, mic belly dance comedy and everything so at the end of the night everybody didn't get to perform because the list is there so i was giving people their money back that's how bad i felt and it wasn't that many people <laughs> it was probably like seven yeah but while i'm but outside still. it was this it was this 22 year old i would say mm-hmm. 22 i don't know his age okay but he was he was really bad on drugs Oh he was God. scratching his neck. He didn't. He had on like flip flops, shorts had hole in him, like right here at the bottom. And he's asking for his admission back. 
I felt so bad because I'm like, damn, this he paid, is what, He was in there? He was in there, and he was like number 19. He was ready to rock. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, some people were like, I, I, in the moment, we were caught. Like, we were like, is this really, is this really real? Because he might be talented as fuck, and you never found out. Exactly. That's one of those kids I'm saying need an opportunity and no nobody knows. But I wanted when I when I gave it's all good. When I gave Buddy his his money back, it made me just realize like this money is bringing out some of the a wild bunch. Right. Buddy could have been talented. He could have been a neck. Understood. I understand. But what I was you're like, saying. this like, money, this money doing yeah. something to these people. Like these That's people, crazy. they're having expectations. They're telling their mom they're gonna go home and win. And not be able to come home and they didn't win. I don't know how that's gonna mess with their system. I don't know how that's gonna mess with you know like them. Um, somebody told me they needed the money. Like can I like can I win? And I, it'll help me pay the rent and I give you half. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't like being and and that's too conflicting to me. You know? Wow, that's crazy. So what I wanted to do was Jeez. so so what I did now was I asked a friend. Well. We're keeping it 100. I asked Justy Empress because Justy Empress had just won mm-hmm. in Atlanta. You know, she okay. moved to Atlanta. Okay. She, I said, yo, how are they doing in Atlanta? Because y'all do this every day. I look at your Instagram Monday, Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday. You always at a showcase. Mm-hmm. She was like, this is how they do it. She sent it to me, and I was like, oh, okay. So if you want to perform, it's this amount. But if you bring a certain amount of people, it's free. If you bring sure. another certain amount of people, we pay you. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't say that. I said that. Right, I get it. So now I'm like, okay, well, at this point, I'm going to let you shoot yourself in the foot or I'm going to let you. Right. You're going to have to find somebody. You're going to have to hire another DJ. Under I want to so bad, but every time I hire another DJ, I'll have somebody in the crowd like, why am I not DJing? So what? Yeah, and it's so it's what? it's something. But like I say, all but it'll the- keep that going for you if you choose to keep it going. So what we're doing, and I'm going to share this with you. Yeah. Is that um, so? Our new thing. So right now it's free. Right now in? it's free. To yeah. get, no, it's free to get in and it's free to perform. Right now, our vendors mm-hmm. are free. Everybody's free. Mm-hmm. But that's getting ready to end. Right? And why is it ended for you? So no, I'm saying it's for it being free for people to get in is going to end. That's what I meant. Yeah, but because they're going to have to start at some point, start paying to get in. We're going to monetize this thing, right? Yeah. But it's going to always be free for the artists. And the reason why it's going to be free for the artists now, when they asked me, do they want to book? I was like, you need to be able to bring 20 or 30 people with you to get on this show, to get on this stage. Mm-hmm. That's what I need to see. Mm-hmm. Right. The reason it's going to always be free for the artists is because I'm linking with sponsors. So so-and-so artists that I'm asking to come perform is going to be sponsored and partnered with this company. Yeah. That's already agreed to pay this money to market their product or services through this artist. And that's how the artist is going to get on. You've agreed to this. That's how you get on the stage because you agree to partner with this company and the company gives us the money. So that keeps it free for you. <laughs> but I have to monetize this thing. Yeah. It got to make sense for me. It got to make sense. Because when you're dealing with all these different characteristics and p- these people and their their issues and they bringing that shit with them, it's like, listen, I'm just trying to give you an opportunity. Yeah, and that's that's all I want to give you. I just want to give you an opportunity. You I want you to be able to sit on somebody's couch, somebody's other interview, and when, they, when you're successful... And they were like, well, how did you get your start? I was performing with Nikki and DJ Pest or right. either or, you know? For sure. That's for all sure. I do it for. But when people start abusing, they're just like, wait, wait I ain't got to do people this. People are going to do that. People are going to yeah. do that. So you just probably got to just change up your format, yeah. you know, and just policy, procedures, discipline, stay fast. Yes. Yeah, see, as she said it again, another repeat. <laughs> yes. Policy, procedures, discipline, being steadfast, being stern, rules yeah. and regulations, and sticking to it and telling them, like, this is what it is. Yeah. I don't I care will. if you're mad. This, I will. This is 
business. Yeah, so now when I'm in your DM, you know why I'm in your DM. I'm in your DM because I need coaching. I need. Hey, I need, you call me and say you got my number? Yes, I think I do. I think right. I do. If I don't, if I don't, I'm about to get. You it. can Google my number. My number is all over oh, the work? world. Let's yes, get it. All it's right. Crazy. It's all over the world. I get it. I have people calling my phone like. She answered. Are you TMX's manager? She asked, mm-hmm. like, who is this? Click. Yeah, yeah. You, yes. Yeah. And the, the joke used to be, do you guys know TMX's manager lived in Phoenix? She answers her phone. Why wouldn't I answer my phone if it's ringing? Of course I don't answer my phone. A lot of managers don't. Do you know how hard it is sometimes for me to get in touch with other people's management or to get other people's managers to do things and they're not as efficient? Yeah. And they don't, their correspondence is horrible. Yeah. It's a thing. I pride myself on not being that person. Yeah. I don't I don't care who's calling because at any given moment there could be an opportunity on the end of that phone or it could be my next best greatest talent. I agree with you. So I answer all of my calls. Unless it says scam likely, I don't pick it up. So yeah, don't pick up scam likely. So hopefully your phone number shows up yeah. in, the, in the proper manner and I'll pick up. Yeah. And if you're talking crazy, I don't have to deal with it. If you're talking something I want to hear, I'll listen. You block people? No, I don't block people. You just, I just tell them straight and they don't call I don't anymore. have to fuck with you. It's that simple for me. Okay. I don't block nobody and I don't hide from nobody. I ain't running from nobody. You call me, we talk. I had somebody text me. Look, I'm going to show you. I'm not even making this shit up. There was a guy who wrote um, scripts. Mm-hmm. He's a um, filmmaker. I met him. This is so crazy because I met him. I was going to International one night. And I can't remember who I was meeting there. And... I was I parked my car somewhere and I was walking down the street and this guy was sitting like on a windowsill. Two long braids, totally looked like a gangbanger, right? But I wasn't worried. So I'm walking down the street. And there's other people out there too. They're kind of just sitting around. So he goes, excuse he says, excuse me. And I thought I heard him, so I turned around and he wasn't there anymore. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, this nigga wanna get weird, so all right. So I'm getting myself prepared. Like I'm gonna fight this nigga, like whatever. Mm-hmm. So we're walking down the street, and he says, excuse me again. So I turned around. I said, why do you keep doing that? You cannot do that to a girl from Detroit. I will whoop your ass. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk to me or not? He was like, I don't want no trouble, queen. I just wanted to say what's up. So say what's up. What you fuck you keep disappearing for? So he was like, damn. I said, come walk with me. I'm by myself anyway. I'm about to go to this fucking club. So he looked at me like, damn. Yeah. So we walk into the club. He's like, you know, I just want to know if I can get your number. I said, for what? Why do you want my number? You don't even know me. You scared to talk to me. Mm-hmm. Now you want my number? Mm-hmm. He was like, I do. You look like somebody. Well, I, I look familiar? No, you look like somebody that's important. I said, well, tell me about you. Who are you? He said, well, my name is Jason. I'm going to say it because it's a million Jasons. My name is Jason. I just came home from prison doing 20 years. I said, 20 years, nigga, you a killer? Mm-hmm. He said, they say I am, but I ain't do it. I said, how I know you ain't no killer? Because I'm a killer. He was like, you act like one too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, met, I we just met like that, right? It was crazy, right? So I gave him my number, we exchanged numbers, and I found out Jason was a script writer. And he don't know me from nowhere, I don't know his ass. But I wanted to hear what the fuck you want to talk about. Yo, 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 you better have something to talk about I ain't talking to your ass no more. So he says that somebody was in the club. He was waiting on his cousin to come out. He wasn't really into that thing. He just got a prison. He ain't really trying to be around people. So I'm like, all right, yeah. respect that. So he called me and, you know, we, we kicking it or whatever. And he tell me all the things he's doing. I'm just listening. And I'm like, wow, I'm thinking to myself, like, damn, you never know who you talking to, who you meet. So 
I think it wasn't until like maybe the second or third conversation I told him who I was and what I, you know, what I'm into. And he was like, that's crazy. That's crazy. Cause I told him my name was Nikki. Cause that's my nickname. So he didn't know, no, he couldn't, I don't want the nigga Googling me and all that. Yeah. So he was like, wow, that's crazy. He was like, you used to manage DMX swear. I said, Google Nikia Walker. He looked it up. He was like, yo, that's your picture. I'm like, yes, that's me. He's like, damn. So anyway, we talked about why he was in prison, what happened. He was like, I was there. I didn't do it. I promise. I said, listen, you don't owe me no explanation. I just hope you're not what they're perceiving you to be. Mm -hmm. And I believe everybody deserves a second chance. What you trying to do? He's like, I need help getting my movies out. I said, okay, well, let's sit down and talk about it. So I went to meet with him one day and we sat and we talked and then he broke out and he was like, man, I'm about to get violated. I did something stupid and I'm thinking about running. I said, why the fuck would you do that? You just did 20 years. You're going to spend the rest of your life on the run. Turn yourself in. What'd you do? So he told me some crazy shit. He had a job and he had a, his PO was an asshole pretty much. He yeah. really didn't do nothing wrong. It was some wrong address type shit, but he was going to work. No, he was renting a house and they didn't know he was a criminal. And they found out and they evicted him. So he moved with a cousin. And so his PO, it didn't catch up with him in time. And so he got in trouble. The bitch violated him. Long story short, I dropped him off. He, I called me and said, I need a ride to turn myself in. I'm going to take your advice. I don't even know you. And I'm going to take your advice. I said, you should. Dropped him off. And he left. They wouldn't let him bring all his belongings. So he had to leave a box in my car. Right? Called me a couple weeks later. His, I meet his cousin. His cousin would come pick up. And I just met this nigga walking down the street. Cousin come pick up the box. He drops a box that I noticed later in my car. A little Gucci box. And it had thumb drives in it. So he has scripts on these thumb drives and pictures of his mother. While he's in jail, his mother dies. They gave him two years. His mother dies. So he contacts me like, yo, do you still got that thing? I moved twice in those two years, and I'm traveling them all over the place, and I still kept that box for yeah, him because yeah. I'm like, this man's mother died. I know this is important for him, so I kept the box. So when he got out of prison, he was calling me, calling me, calling me, and I'm traveling. I'm back and forth. I'm busy as shit, and I'm not avoiding him, but I'm busy. He's not my first priority. You know what I'm saying? So he called me one day and started calling me all kind of bitches and fuck, like just being ridiculous so I said okay you know it's sad that this can happen but this ignorance has now attracted my attention because he's like yeah bitch when I catch you it's gonna be this or that so I got on the phone and I said he had a female in the car she's like why are you doing all that you're never gonna get your stuff I said Jason I don't know you and you don't know me all I know is I was just a good friend that gave you my number that wanted to see you do well that helped you out that wanted to see you do the right things in life, being a mentor, you know, and I was gonna rock with you. But let me tell you one motherfucking thing, Jason, you don't scare me. I don't give a fuck about what gang you represent, nigga. Mm -hmm. Cause where I come from, don't none of that shit matter. Mm -hmm. And when I call the niggas I know, you're gonna crawl in the hole, nigga. And this ain't even a blood town, nigga, this a crip town. Mm -hmm. You better ask the crips about the kid Walker. Mm -hmm. I ain't never been a crip. But I, I have some people that love mm -hmm, me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So just like you got people that love you, Jason, I got people that love me too. Mm -hmm. So get off my phone with that whack-ass shit threatening me. I don't take too kind of the threats, homie. And you on parole mm. or probation. Yeah. He called me back the next day. I picked up. I said, hello? Like nothing happened. Mr. Kia, I am so sorry. I'm so embarrassed. I said, you should be. You lucky I even picked up this call. I don't like getting like that with people, Jason. That's, uh -huh. that, that's too much energy and you're wasting my time. Now, I don't want shit to do with you. My mother's going to meet you to give you your hard drive because I know your mother died. And I, I respect that. 
So I want you to have your hard drive, but don't call me again. So that was last year, right? Yeah. So I kept seeing this number come on my phone. And I was like, who is this? I don't even see it now. And this person said, you know, I really apologize because, and I couldn't figure it out, but then I finally figured out it was Jason. Mm-hmm. But Jason, I'm never talking to you again because you're going to lead me down a path from Detroit that I never want to live that, again. Yeah, I So that. I'm very smart, Jason. I don't deal with people that cause those kind of problems in yeah. my life. I walk away. What does that say? Read that last. Now, you, you see in the whole, I wish things could be different, but what does that last thing say? There's no easy way to say this, but will you forgive me and talk to me again? That mm-hmm. was this. I could, I could show you about 10 messages like that from people. Yeah. And you just look at them and keep it moving. Yeah, so I don't block people. I just looked at that and be like, you dumb fuck. Yeah. You, 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 you just, you know, I, I really wanted to help you. But I don't, I don't entertain, I'm not entertaining that ignorance. We did that one time, and that's all you're going to get from me. Yeah. I don't like arguing with people. I don't want to fall out. I'm not doing all that. We're here to work, Jason. Now I got this distribution platform, and you can't even be on I can't it. Can't even, yeah, man. Because you're going to be on the set one day, and you're going to clown on my people. Mm-hmm. I, I don't got time for that. Well, Jason, I'll take the opportunity. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, but, yeah, that yeah, was a we, long story. No, yeah. no, no, that was story time. That was story was time crazy. with the kid. That's good. We need those. You story know what time with the kid. That's so funny. Yeah. You can put that on another clip. Yeah, that's a whole other clip. That's a whole other sh- That's show. a trailer for this interview. Story time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I wanted to sit down with you and have a conversation without the music blasting in our ears yeah. and, you know, yeah. what I was having to go to lunch and stuff like that. It's just, this is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted people to know something about you that they just didn't know. Um, we we are right in the middle, though. Like, it's, it's some things that you do that I just really... Um, want to be a part of just because I just know your passion is in it. We gonna we gonna talk. I mean, yeah, yeah, we gonna talk. Whatever. I mean, I need you more than you need me. Believe it. You're a DJ. We, we gonna we gonna your keep reach, saying that for each other. Your reach is amazing. I need you. Okay. The DJs are who make it happen. I have so much respect for DJs. Okay. Well, listen, we gonna sign out right now because we can out. we can keep talking. We'll do this forever. Yeah, we'll do this forever. But this is Grind Culture. I am DJ Pest. This is the great. Nakia Walker, um, <laughs> social media or anything? Nakia Walker, yes. They can find me at the T-H-E-E, Nakia Walker, N-A-K-I-A, Walker. And please, please go follow my baby, my most prized, one of one, one third of my heart, well, one-fourth because I'm a grandma now, one-fourth of my heart, Tato Baby, official T-A-E-D-O-E, baby. That's it. I'm signing out. Y'all have a great day. Have a great day.